Get ready for an episode on building a winning sales playbook. Tom Slocum, a true sales development expert, joins our host Colin Mitchell to discuss the importance of sales playbooks and how they can help organizations build and scale sustainable sales development programs. Let's jump right in. Colin, over to you. Today, we've got the legendary Tom Slocum joining us, who is a true sales development expert and is currently the CEO and founder of the SD Lab, where they help organizations build and build and scale sustainable sales development programs that consistently exceed quotas. Tom, how you doing, man? I'm doing very well, man. Always enjoy our time together, uh, giving back to the community and chopping it up with you. So thanks for having me again. Yeah, man, we've had you on a couple times, so always glad to have you back. But, uh, you know, for folks that uh, maybe don't know who you are or don't know your background and such, uh, just give us kind of the, the quick version of kind of where you started and how you got where you are today. Yeah, 16-year sales vet, started the game in 2007, worked with brands like Discover Card, GoDaddy, Yelp, some enterprise companies. And uh, over the last seven years or so, I've really fell in love with sales development. As you know, that's where I fell truly madly in love and obsessed over mastering the craft and now I'm a founder and CEO of the SD Lab where I take playbooks, formulas, structures and help orgs build a sustainable and repeatable sales process, right? So their reps can have a clear path moving forward and, and find quota pretty regularly. Um, and yeah, I, I always preach around put, you know, being human in your outreach, showing your prospects how you can help them be the hero in their story on a day-to-day -day basis. And uh, I teach some old dog tricks, you know, from back in the day, and then I'm part of the new fam, right? Learning the new way to sell. Um, but yeah, that's about me. Find me on LinkedIn, all those great places, right? But uh, always there to help the sales community come up because it was never easy for us back then. <laughs> so I'm curious a couple things because I know, uh, you know, today we're going to talk a little bit about sales playbooks, uh, something that you have a lot of experience with, something that you're helping organizations with. Um, but, you know, before we kind of get into some of the things that you're helping teams with. What what are some things that you see out there that are wrong with sales playbooks or specifically outbound sales playbooks today? One, they don't exist. <laughs> the more I find is uh, more companies don't even have them. They don't even realize what a resource it is. Um, some of the other challenges is they're not digestible, they're not in real time. What I find with what people do build is it's just novels and walls of text and information that get left. Again, if you're gonna write a book, you can do that all day, but it's, it's only good if somebody reads it, right? And leverages it, and that's what you have to focus on is how do I provide them that coaching in real time, side by side. So you'll see that uh, where it's not digestible, it's not interactive, content is just overwhelming. Uh, they're adding in sections that are really irrelevant that were probably designed for a workshop or in another resource, but they thought it would go in a playbook. Um, and, and then just adoption, not getting their team to leverage it and actually implement it in their process. Um, those are the things that I see typically with working with these clients is, and my clients is that they don't have this stuff. And honestly, they just don't know where to start. They don't even know what consists in a playbook, right? They have erroneous information around things that are like operational pieces, just different like how to do something, but they don't help them go to market. And I think that's the idea behind a sales playbook is to empower your team to go to market for you with everything they could have in real time to effectively have conversations with their, their prospects. Wow. So, I mean, you're saying that the big problem here is most people <clears throat> don't even have a playbook. 
And if they do have a playbook, then a lot of times it's not, you know, built in a way that's easy for the team to adopt uh, or it has outdated information. Correct. Yeah. And so what what are some of the key ingredients of what you would call a great playbook? Uh, buyer personas is always going to be the number one piece that you want to throw in there. You want to have the ability to show the reps exactly how they should get into the mindset and into the minds of their prospects, right? Because that's going to be the first and most important thing that they're going to need is who are we reaching out to? Who do we talk to? How do we talk to them? How do we know their pains, their struggles, everything in between there? So you want to have buyer personas. You want to have uh, some sales scripts, some frameworks and formulas to helping them set up their messaging. A lot of times reps don't know how to do cadences, sequences, so you might have some sections on helping them set that up. I, I try to have, I have a playbook formula based on the word playbook and when you, are you, you know, trying to build a book. One, you need to have process for the P. L is going to be your leads, which is that buyer persona section, you know, identifying your pain points, really understanding how your leads work. A is going to be your approach. So what is the messaging? What kind of, you know, social selling are you going to be doing in this approach? You know, what do we want you to be using as far as resources? How's that approach going to go once you identify your leads? And then why is the yield? So then you need to train your team on how to yield results from this playbook, how to effectively bring it to execution and, and put it into motion. B, uh, for the book side, is B is build, uh, fostering a culture of feedback. That's another important piece of the playbook is how is their feedback loops, is their contact information, do they know how to get in touch with their AEs. One of my favorite sections of my playbook is I used to put in the territories and all the AEs and who they worked with and then all of their Zoom information. I don't know if you remember how many times trying to book a meeting and trying to get the Zoom from the rep, waiting on all of that, right? So, you know, you want to build a culture of feedback, letting them know how to get, you know, that going. Oh, you want to observe the playbook on a regular basis, right? Making sure you're observing changes, what new sections you have to build. Uh, and that goes for optimize, right? That's observe and optimize. And then knowledge is the K. And what I like to add in my playbook is an additional self-development piece at the end of the playbook where they have additional resources that might be videos, content, development books, courses that you approve, resources that you want them to potentially uh, dive into. But when you're looking at your playbook, you've got to have you know, all of that streamlined, have buyer personas in there, have messaging in there. Maybe a demo script if you've got some full sales cycle reps or your founders and you're bringing in your first founding SDR to potentially run sales cycle, put in a demo script section. How do you want to demo? What Maybe putting examples of ones that you've ran because the whole point of this playbook is to take your brain from your company, whether you're an established company or you are founders trying to get your motion going and taking all of that and putting it to paper. And that's why I love building them and I love interviewing clients and getting this all out of them and then putting it together in a book that when that rep comes in, they got everything they need and they don't got to bother you, right? There's so many benefits that come into this and we could talk about those, but that's kind of where I look at it is persona, messaging, process, and then resources, objection handling. 
I like a competitor section. You want to break that down. Uh, kill sheets, competitor sheets, so they know when they come up to these in conversation, they know how your tool or service is strengthened against that, so they can talk to it a little bit um, with their prospects. But those are some like must-haves in that playbook that if you don't have those sections, get them in there today. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like there's a lot that should be in the playbook, right? Very thorough. I mean, where should this playbook live? How is it, you know, what are some things around making it easy, you know, for people to adopt the playbook, to find what it is that they need when they need it, you know, making sure that it's searchable, uh, all of those sort of things where, you know, the playbook isn't just sitting somewhere collecting dust. <laughs> this has been fun. I've built probably 10 to 15 playbooks over the last year within the SD lab, and I've tried every format. I've built them in Canva. Great one, simple, but it's lax interactive, right? What you want to do is find a place where it can be accessed in real time and it's interactive. And what I mean by interactive is they can type in a search term and find it pretty quickly. There's a table of contents they can go through that as they're on the call, they're not digging around going to the SharePoint drive and over here to the Google drive and all these places. I can just go to the book, type in objections, and it takes me right to the section, right? And I can now be real time on the call using that, that information. So Canva is a really great one. If it's just a quick bind, you want to get something going. Um, I typically will use Google, uh, Word doc, like Google Drive, with a table of contents. So it's interactive. All the pages are there. Um, or if, if you're really good with it and you can hire me, I'll help you, is Google Sites. I love Google Sites because it's a real website that you can build in the back of your Google Drive and it's interactive and it's a real website. So when you go there, there's a search function, everything lives there. You know, this playbook's probably gonna be 50 to 60 pages, right? It's, it's a lot of information that's going in there, but you want it interactive, you want it livable, you want it something that they can click online for. Uh, it is not a playbook you hand them and mail to them and it's right side by side with them. It's gotta be online, gotta be digital, interactive. So you can, Notion, I built them on Notion too. I love Notion for another way to do it. You can, that way you have that search function, that interactive function. Um, so yeah, those are Google site, Canva, Notion, or a basic, just nice Google doc where you can build that table of contents and build those pages out, um, are kind of the four places that I've seen to be built. And then you've got some great resources of companies that like have a software to do it and make it like a part of your LMS or something. Yeah. Uh, I know there's probably a couple things that you mentioned people are, are dying to know a little bit more about, but the first thing I want to call up, call out is, is, is you mentioned observe, right? Constantly observing your playbook, uh, to making, you know, updates, edits, changes, and things like that. I think this is something that people often don't do, right? Building your playbook is not a one-time thing, set it and forget it. How often should the playbooks being reviewed, being updated and changes be made? Every quarter. Every quarter, it should be on your agenda item as a sales leader to go through it. If you do build it on an interactive site, you can kind of look at the site traffic. That's what I did with my teams, is I could look at what pages they were viewing the most of, where they were spending their time. I'd bring it up in one-on-ones, team meetings. Um, you want to meet with marketing and product. You might have product updates coming out. You might have to build a new page for a new product, uh, but I would say at least once a quarter, you need to set an hour up and at least review it, find out which sections the team's probably not even using, right? There might not be some that they even care to have and are not seeing value in. So you can, you know, sunset those for a while, uh, but at least once a quarter, just to make sure it's, it's updated, 
you know, terms are being changed, if anything changes, new products are being added, maybe new competitor information's come up, uh, but I would, I would set it as at least minimum once a quarter. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it and that you didn't forget to subscribe and share so that we can help more people transform the way they sell.